Hi, I'm Amira Khalid, and I'm the creator and host of Inspiring UA Women, the one and only podcast focused on female leaders in the United Arab Emirates. I enjoy meeting and talking to female leaders and finding out how they charted their path to professional success. In my show, Inspiring UA Women, I will be interviewing and shining the spotlight on a diverse group of female leaders in the UAE and inspire women in the region with their success stories. everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoy listening to my podcast and if you do, please subscribe and leave your comments and ratings on iTunes and Spotify. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook at Inspiring UA Women Podcast or Instagram at IUAEW Podcast. You can also email me on inspiringuawomen at gmail.com to get in touch. My guest today is Fazila Gopalani. With accounting in her blood, thanks to her father who was an ACCA member and ran a successful accounting practice in the UK, it's no surprise Fazila was convinced of the power of the ACCA qualification and truly believes that working for ACCA and inspiring others to follow this career path is the utmost tribute to her father. As head of the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, ACCA in the Middle East, Fazila is responsible for leading the operations in 11 countries and representing more than 20,000 students, affiliates, and members across the region who work in all sectors and all levels of business across the Middle East. One of her fundamental roles is as a thought leader and a conversation starter for all things accounting and finance profession in the Middle East with the purpose of growing the understanding of the value that professionally qualified accountants bring to business and economies across the region. Managing and building strategic relationships with regulators, business leaders, partners, and the ACCA Middle East stakeholder network to influence debate and conversation around key issues that impact the ongoing economic development of the region is a core part of Fazila's role. Alongside linking up the challenges within the accounting world in the Middle East and shining a light on global topics such as sustainability, the audit regulatory environment, digital innovation with the profession, and elevating the need to promote and advocate women in the finance function. Fazila works closely with many educational institutions and government bodies across the region to encourage new generations to not only understand the importance of the almost pandemic-proof profession, but the significant role a professionally qualified accountant plays in building economies, thus encouraging the next generation to consider and undertake a career in accountancy and finance, whilst raising the importance of the financial literacy agenda being embedded at an early age. Thank you so much for joining me on my show, Fazila. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. To start off the interview, my first question to you is, what are the primary responsibilities of your position as the head of ACCA Middle East? Well, firstly, thank you, Amira, for having me today on your show. Um, it's a great pleasure to be doing this. So as the head of ACCA for the Middle East, I'm responsible for leading the operations in 11 countries and representing more than 20,000 students, affiliates and members across the region who work in all sectors and all levels of business across the Middle East. So one of my fundamental roles, I believe, is as a thought leader and a conversation starter for all things accounting and finance profession. With the purpose of growing the understanding of the value that professionally qualified accountants bring to businesses and economies across the region. Another core element I focus on is working um, to manage and build strategic relationships with regulators, business leaders, partners, 
and the ACCA Middle East Stakeholder Network to influence debate and conversation around key issues that impact the ongoing economic development of the region. ACCA is such a prestigious qualification, Fazila. Everyone knows it as the benchmark for an accounting qualification globally. I'm sure there are many, many achievements across the last decade that you must be proud of. But are there any achievements in particular that you want to highlight now? Yes, I would say I'm uh, achieving my own ACCA membership and becoming a fellow member. That was an amazing achievement for me. Uh, A couple of years later, doing my MBA from the University of Strathclyde, I would say running and managing my own accounting practice after my father passed away and then selling that before I came out here to the Middle East. And lastly, being a mother of two teenage children right now, for me, that's an amazing achievement. So alhamdulillah, many achievements and so much to be grateful for. I'm always fascinated by how female leaders are able to also manage a work-life balance, especially if they're mothers. Because we're talking about female leadership, my next question is going to be uh, slightly loaded. Given the sector's gender gap, especially amongst leadership, how did you reach your level of success? Good question. I would say, first of all, having a clear vision of where it is that I want to be in the next five years. I've always done that. And that has helped me be focused. And it's also allowed me to identify what's the skill set that I need, evaluate what I have already and how I can further improve myself in order to get to where I want to be. I mean, I've learned from the late great Muhammad Ali when he spoke about the power of 24 hours. So, you know, the benefits of participating, keeping abreast of new concepts and good practices always sharpening my thinking and communication skills. I'm a firm believer in how you present, how you articulate your point in an eloquent manner is very important. I'm a firm believer of continuous learning and growth, but also building networks across the region. And we all get very busy in life, but what's very important is taking time out to invest in building networks and relationships across the region, across the world, which I believe is very important. Staying on the subject of female leadership and gender parity, did you face any barriers or encounter the proverbial glass ceiling? So there's always barriers, be it a male or a female. I think what's important is to understand that barriers that women alone face. So one example would be recruitment. How many times have I been asked in an interview, do you have children? Followed by, do you have childcare? The point I revert to is, do I have talent, potential and skill set? And if the answer is yes, then we move forward. Asking this question at an interview, already I've walked away feeling that this company doesn't support the working mother. Right there, both parties have created a bias, right? I think it's an important question. How do you see a woman's role changing in the next 10 years? And it's not a question of will women's role change? We already know that we're all doing a lot and are capable of it and will be acknowledged. I believe the answer is yes. An important question in 10 years time will be how many businesses will still be losing out due to gender inequality? And it's about us laying the foundations and choosing to stand together to challenge all these biases and stereotypes 
faced globally, ensuring that 10 years down the line, these conversations are becoming less and less. I agree with you. What's the greatest risk you've taken as a professional or in your career? I would say when I was in the UK, I had my own accounting practice. So I was a tax advisor, an auditor, a management accountant, a financial accountant, everything all in one. And we we had around 350 clients in our accounting practice, sold the business and came out to the Middle East to come and live in the UAE. And to work for the big four with two small children, with the long hours needed um, after being a managing partner of a firm wasn't the sort of career path that I wanted to go into. I then completely changed and went into education, went into lecturing for universities, MBA programs. That for me was the biggest risk as a professional because I studied ACCA. I was supposed to be a chartered accountant and now I'm in a completely different field. But my ACCA qualification is with me wherever I go. And that has helped me do the job that I do today. And I feel that it was a risk that I took going into education, but I feel it's given me a more sense of purpose because I'm impacting people's lives. And that means a lot more to me than preparing the P&L and the balance sheet. The objective of this podcast is to shine the spotlight on female leaders such as yourself and inspire women in the region. But who inspires you and why? My grandmother, which is my mother's mother, she was and is a strong, resilient woman for her time who never gave up no matter what. And she's always been that strength that's pushed me, regardless of the adversities that you see in your life. Having a woman in your life who believes in you, who's there being your cheerleader, championing you and telling you, go, go get what you want to get, do what you want to do. You know, you can have it all. You can have the job and the husband and the house and the kids and that career. So yeah, I would say it was my grandmother. Do you believe that being a woman impacts your leadership style? If so, what are some characteristics unique to being a female leader? So humans are really complex creatures, right? And I don't believe that there are unique female characteristics in terms of only female leaders leverage these. However, I do believe that leadership is a very personal style and it's clear within my circle at least that some females display certain characteristics more dominantly. For me personally, my style is very much empathetic, always have humility, persuasiveness, having an entrepreneurial spirit. I think resilience is very important as well as inclusivity. These characteristics just so happen to be deemed traditionally on a more feminine level. Uh, One of the characteristics that I love to see in female leaders personally is when they're able to lead with grace, and that can sometimes be lacking. And I love it when I'm able to see female leaders leading with grace. Uh, My next question would be, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I wish... I would have believed in myself more and understood the power of who I want to be and where am I going. I think there's a certain level of self-confidence, belief in yourself, but also we have these negative thoughts, this other inner voice that's always self-critical. And I think what I would have said to my 18-year-old self is, 
don't listen to that self-critical voice. Believe in yourself and just look at where is it you want to go and do everything in your power to get there. It's a very good point. You're the second female leader I've spoken to who has actually raised that point. <laughs> so being self-critical or hyper-aware of every single action they took, I think is something that is very ingrained in women. And they spend so much time being focused on perfection instead of moving forward. My last question to you, Fazila, would be what are three pieces of advice you would offer young women entering a male-dominant profession or just the professional world? Three pieces of advice. Right. Number one, think differently and think big. Have a vision and a plan and work towards that. Be innovative and creative. That's number one. Number two, believe in yourself and your capabilities. There's a certain amount of self-confidence you have to have. So believing in yourself. And third thing I would say is just be authentic and genuine in everything you do. I really do believe in authenticity and being genuine. So that would be my third piece of advice. Thank you so much, Fazila. It was an absolute pleasure having you on my show. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Inspiring UA Women podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Fazila about her journey and experiences as a female leader. Her thoughts on the importance of communication, networking, and continuous learning resonated with me deeply but I was personally inspired by her fearlessness in moving from the UK to the United Arab Emirates and changing her career path. We need to take more risks. If you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to connect with me on Facebook at Inspiring UA Women Podcast, on Instagram at IUAEW Podcast, or email me on inspiringuawomen at gmail.com. See you next week.